Cool. You got your blankets and everything? Blankets. Yeah, you guys got your blankies? Always. Man, the Clinic Mid-Season Report is here. James Harden has an openness about him. I'm Rose Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me again. JJ, how you living, my friend? Never blame the ref if you fail at the last play of the game. <laughs> John, how you living, my friend? Doing great. How can I top that intro, man? I know, right? That was a good one. Sammy, how you living, man? I'm living good. The NBA's on. The NFL playoffs have started, and the Chiefs are looking like they're going to win another Super Bowl. Oh, man. They're looking pretty good. First, we're going to start off with some quick hit news, and here we go. All right, let's start it off. The Sixers beat the Heat pretty badly a couple nights ago, 109-98. to 98. Shaq came back for as the Heat special guest, and uh, his jersey's retired there, and after the game, Eric Spolster said he wished he invited him to a different one because of how bad they played. Bruh. Joel Embiid had 25 of his 32 points in the second half. Jimmy Butler struggled, only shot one of 11. Kyle Lowry shot two of 11. Duncan Robinson shot one of nine, so Philly really put the clamps down. They've not, now won nine of 11, and are now only two and a half games back at the top spot in the East. They seem to be hitting their stride. All right, the Bulls and the Grizzlies. I call this one the double whammy because my boy Caruso didn't even play. The health and safety <laughs> protocols, man. And the second whammy is that I picked the Grizzlies to win it, or the Bulls to win in our pick em. My goodness. Yikes. Desmond Bain and John Moran with 25 each. They dominated the Bulls, who were shorthanded, and the Grizzlies, 12 out of 13 wins. They are the real deal and a team to be reckoned with. And... The big news I feel over the weekend that hit the NBA fan circle was KD getting a knee sprain versus the Pelicans. His teammate, Bruce Brown, I don't know, I thought he kind of overreacted, but he got pushed on a foul and he landed on KD's knee and it looked pretty bad. It's not a tumor. I think it could have been worse. He's out four to six weeks. Hopefully he could be back by the All-Star Weekend. And what's good is that Brooklyn plays 11 of its next 14 games on the road and expects to have Kyrie and Harden back on the court. And when those two have played, they have won 16 out of their 19 games. But all is not well because of the news that just popped today. What was that, Jun? Yeah, here's the news right here. It kind of it's a mix of Ben Simmons and James Harden, but basically Ben Simmons is going to sit out the entire season if it's not traded by February 10th. What? Um and James Harden. This was reported by Mark uh Mark Stein here. He said that a move for Harden may not be out of the question for the 76ers because there's enough noise circulating the league about Harden's reported openness to relocation this summer relocation what do you guys think of this news i think it's very i don't know maybe my tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist but it's pretty coincidental that these two pieces come out simultaneously right right about ben simmons not wanting to or going to sit out the entire season and then james harden it's openness to relocate and then of course people are talking about philly so i mean it could just be all smoke and mirrors to me but it would be interesting, Ben Simmons for James Harden. I just, I don't know, I guess maybe I didn't watch enough of the Nets this season, but James Harden is really their only playmaker. I know Ben Simmons is a playmaker, but offensively you lose a lot. 
I don't know. It's very intriguing to me. What do you guys think? I I love this for the Nets, to tell you the truth, if they can pull it. And the one thing that's been just very odd the whole time is Harden has had no reason not to sign the extension. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done it. He's an older player. That contract is going to be an albatross in a few years, no matter what. True. But he's still hesitant. And so there has to be a reason why, no matter what he says. There's no negotiation. There's no nothing. Here's the max. You sign it and move on. So that says that there's something that... And this might be me blowing it up too much, but there has to be something there that's just not quite sitting totally right with him. Maybe they win the championship and he moves on and everything is for like he signs we move on that's the end of it but we also know that daryl morey who is now in philly absolutely loves him said he's the reason that he stayed in houston as long as he did and swore by having him there and the minute morey was gone harden was gone too so there's there's definitely some dots to connect uh, i also think that harden actually fits in philly pretty well and so on a lot of levels this could make some sense yeah, the news of this coming out doesn't look good for the Nets. When you have a player, when they have a foot out the door, one foot out the door, it kind of messes up with the synergy of the organization from the top all the way to the team. We've seen it with Kyrie and the Celtics. We've seen it with KD and the Warriors. Yeah. Ironically, we're talking about two Nets players right now. We've even seen it with LeBron and the Cavs. LeBron and I just have to think, like, you play in Brooklyn. I mean, they do have spots that Harden likes, right? I would assume he could spend his uh, dollar bills at some places that he likes better than Houston. <laughs> they have some good chicken wings there. <laughs> right. He has talent on his team. I like and I'm thinking, what is he missing? And I think it's a control thing. He left OKC. Yes. So then he could grow as a player with the Rockets. So I'm thinking maybe he doesn't like that Durant's getting all the attention. And maybe he doesn't like that Kyrie is only playing away games. It's kind of like what KG said way back at 2009. When you play with a band of brothers, you are willing to do whatever it takes to win. You'll go through a wall. You'll bring out all the artillery. He said some things during that time that people didn't like. Basic gist is that you'll do whatever it takes to win with your brothers. Oh. And hey, it's your choice not to get the vaccine or not. But we've said it again and again. Do you really want to win? Do you? Yeah, JJ, those are some great points. And I'm kind of along the lines of, of all you guys here, especially the point where James Harden I think he wants his fingers in the pot, so to say, because like you said, Daryl Morey was was his dude, right? He constructed that team that took him all the way to the Western Conference Finals. If some of those threes go down, you would say that maybe they're holding up a trophy, right, for the championship if, if it weren't for the Golden State Warriors. And you kind of have to think, is James Harden unhappy with the amount of control that he has in Brooklyn, like he doesn't have any say here, right? Ain't nobody coming to see you. Both Otis. of those, both like these. This trade looks bo- like really good for both sides here. Sammy, you said you like this more on the net side than you do the 76ers side. Is that correct? Um, I like it actually for both, but I think for the Nets, 
depending on Kyrie's status, let's say based on our last episode, like we talked about, they could theoretically pay a fine if the NBA allows it and he could play every home game, right? Kyrie could easily step in as the primary ball handler. Obviously, Durant's also going to handle the ball a lot because the nature of how he plays the game. What we've talked about with them over and over is they lack size and they lack defensive capability when it counts. People forget with Simmons because he plays point guard that the guy is 6'10". So he actually adds both. And if there's one thing that they can sacrifice a little bit of, it's shooting. They have Harris, they have Brown, they obviously have Durant, they have Irving, they have other shooters where I think Simmons fits something for them where they're uniquely equipped to handle his lack of shooting ability more so than other teams. And then on the Philly side, they need a playmaker who can also hit a three, which is exactly what Harden does. I think if anything, I might like it a little bit more for Brooklyn only because it gives them some more youth among their stars because their core is actually getting a lot older. And so that part to me gives them a little bit more athleticism because Harden clearly has also lost maybe half a step, a step, depending on how many steps you want to count. But that's that's how I view it. Can you guys imagine James Harden on in a 76ers uniform holding the ball for 22 seconds, dribbling, 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 jacking up a shot, <laughs> and then Joel Embiid's reaction? I can only imagine the kind of disdain and crazy looks that he would it would it would be amazing i think right. just the the rapport i think it beat my block the shot wow i'm mr manager <laughs> jj yeah. which which side do you think um wins in this trade if this trade were to happen i do like it for the nets just because they beef up their perimeter defense which they're really missing but harden with that talent on the sixers make them a very scary group yeah, I'm almost we leaning saw, towards Sixers too. Yeah, go ahead. I think Sixers just because we saw last postseason freaking um, Embiid was dribbling on the top of the key trying to dominate right. full court. Like, you can't have him do that in the fourth quarter. We've seen him gassed out with four minutes left of the fourth. Game seven. Yeah. Harden could alleviate that. Can I play devil's advocate? Excuse If there's one me. stage that James Harden does not step up on besides the ones at the clubs that JJ was talking about earlier. It's the playoff stage. That's, That's the other concern I have up. with him. That and just long-term contractually, he's going to end up making, I think it's like $50 million in a couple years off that new deal. Oh my goodness. The only other thing too is I would be willing to bet, he's not a great player, but he's a good player. I think to make the numbers work and the talent level work, I think Maxi goes with Simmons to Brooklyn. Okay. And I like him a lot personally. I think I like he's Maxie. a nice player. Um, so I think another piece, salary-wise, and just to balance it out, I don't think I don't think the Nets would take Harden for Simmons straight up. I think it would take another piece. John, who do you think wins in this trade? I think Brooklyn wins. Ah, okay. And We're a little split I, here. Yeah, Ooh. I think Ben Simmons having to be the initiator on offense and handle the ball as much as, did, as he did in Philadelphia, not being an offensive threat, hurt him. And in Brooklyn, I think he'd be able to play, depending on how Steve Nash can utilize him, he can play way more off the ball with Kyrie doing most of the ball handling, assuming Kyrie plays the games, of course. But I think Ben Simmons could be so much more dangerous when he's not handling the ball. He can focus on what he's elite at, which is defense, rebounding. They can use him off picks to slash. And I think that just defensively is what, the, like JJ said, the Nets need. And I think he would 
shoot them up a tier, maybe two tiers, defensively alone. That's how good he is defensively. Yeah, well, Daryl Morey, call this trade in, man. I think we all want to see it. It's really super interesting. We could probably talk about this topic for hours, but I'm going to get to our mid-season report card here. We're going to start with the biggest surprise. We're going to go with teams here. Who do you guys think is the biggest surprise team of this season so far? It has to be Memphis, right? As good Ooh. as the Cavs are. You're fired. It has to be Memphis. I mean, I'm going with Cavs, dude. I think are I you? think Cavs too. I, I mean, think, I, like... I didn't even expect the Cavs to be in the postseason this year. Yes, sir. That's true. I don't think you can lose with this one, but and going just off over under totals, I think the Cavs started the year. I think we talked about this before. It was like at 27 wins. Memphis started at 41. Memphis now is on a 57 win pace, I believe. The Cavs are on like a 51 pace. I don't think you go wrong with either. Yeah, John, who, who do you have? Cleveland is now a vacation destination, in case any of you have not noticed. <laughs> this has to stop. So I'm 100%. It is. Yeah. It is. Booked, it is. Well, we, now it is. We booked our flights. That's we, where, yeah, where exactly. we're having the clinic uh, conference over there. Yes. I will say, as Caps. it stands right now, if who could have said in the middle of January, more than halfway through the season, the Cavs are currently ahead of Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Boston. That is impressive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. On- Very honestly, impressive. I at the beginning of the season, when Evan Mobley got drafted to the Cavs, I said, this really sucks for Evan Mobley. He's going to be a really talented player. This is going to be awesome. But he's going to be playing for Cleveland, and he's going to be stuck there on a losing team. It's going to be awful for him. I've made a huge and mistake. it's honestly completely flipped the script. Like, fourth in the East? Like, who would have freaking thought? Memphis, I actually thought, was going to take a leap this year. I did not expect them to to sort of sputter at the beginning of the year. And now they're really getting hot at the right time. So I I didn't expect they'd be this good either. So and they also lost weird, right? And they also lost Colin Sexton. You have to remember that they're also still yeah, the playing Cavs, yeah. really well. Very true. Without oh, yeah. him. Yes, sir. He is he's their starting point guard and I think credit goes to Darius Garland obviously for taking that leap from last year. But if they're playing this well without Colin Sexton, not only are you going to be better if he comes back, but you're also you have so much more flexibility because you could also use him for a trade piece for something that's a position that's more needed. More. Yeah. Very true. So, let me ask this then with Memphis to start going back to them. Does anybody here think they could actually run the table this year and win the title? The, right now they're 31 and 15, fourth in the West. The Grizzlies? Yes. No, because I don't think they have a second superstar to do though. To I'm do the party pooper. Man. Okay. I agree with John. I'm I'm thinking the same thing and I, I need to see a good seven game series from them. And I'm worried about that. I know they're a very feisty team during the regular season, and I'm confident confident in them in regular seasons, but I don't know about seven games. That's like a whole different story. Yeah, I will say for me. It has to fall a very specific way, and that way is very unlikely. That way is that Phoenix and Golden State somehow end up as the 1-4 and play each other in the second round, and one of them knocks the other out. Namely, this just might be my gut. Maybe this is the uh, slight warrior bias I hear on the podcast sometimes. I feel like the Grizz might have a shot at the Suns. I don't think they can beat the Warriors. Hold up. I like that. And that's a tall order. Like, I think they're still an underdog against the Suns, but I think they have a better shot against the Suns than they do the Warriors. 
I like that take. I definitely like that take. I'm not going to argue with that. Go for it. I'm not going to argue with that. I agree. Deal. I'm going to move <laughs> on to... A- Hold up. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit or $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The biggest surprise player of this year. Who do you guys think it is? I'll start it off. Surprise. Go ahead. I'll start it off. Anthony freaking Simons. Biggest surprise player this year. I mean, the man is on an absolute tear. I want to say, I don't know what the stats are exactly, but ever since Damian Lillard went out and CJ McCollum went out, his like 25 points, eight assists or something like that. And he's just given people buckets. He has people backpedaling every single time he dribbles the ball. He's creating... Also, the Blazers have been like winning surprisingly in some of these games where I don't think if you look at that roster, you would think they'd be winning any games. So I, I would say it's Anthony Simons. I think he's like a dark horse, like most improved player this year. Hmm. I'll go with DeMar uh, DeRozan just because everyone thought that that was one of the worst free agent signings. And now people want to include him with the MVP discussion. That is blasphemous. Before even the Bulls started their losing streak, they looked really impressive, and he just mastered the mid-range game, and he learned a lot from Pop. So props to DeRozan. And his clutch. I didn't think he was. Clutch. And his clutch. Yeah, first first player to have back-to-back winners, right? Right. So props to DeRozan. All right, I'll go ahead. As much as I'm tempted to just go ahead and say Jaw, I feel like one or all of us talk about him every episode. So if John, you want to take him, I'll let you talk about Jaw. I'm going to go with Evan Mobley because it's very, very rare to see a rookie big, 20 years old, come in and control things on defense the way he has. And I think he really galvanized that team and helped give them the, the boost they needed to have to start along with Allen and Garland. But just looking at the numbers, 15 and 8 for... They don't sound amazing, but for a rookie big, it's great production, and more so almost two blocks and a steal a game in his rookie year. That's just right. unheard of for a 20-year-old to step in that quick and have that kind of impact. So I'm going to put him in this conversation. I'm going to flip the script because when you think of surprise player, you think of somebody that you weren't expecting. But I'm going to say... And people are going to say you're a homer, but I'm going to go with LeBron James. 37 I like, I like it. 37 LeBron years James. old on December 30th. He's averaging 29 points, almost 8 rebounds and 7 assists, shooting 52% from the field, 37% from 36% from 3. I, I I promise you. In any we may never see another 37-year-old in the NBA average these kind of numbers. And I know you guys are laughing and think it's funny, but is that is that so far fetched? 
No, we're, you're we're, right. We're witnessing. We're witnessing right you're, here. You're right, Sean. It's just man, the homer. you're trying not to be a homer. Yeah, I, I couldn't help came it. Across as I a couldn't homer, help man. it. I love it. I love it. Biggest disappointment team of this season so far. Who do you guys think it is? Well, this is perfect that John brought up LeBron because the, the biggest you, disappointment Sammy. has to be the Lakers. Oh, no. I won't disagree with that. <laughs> uh, just on paper, their over-under to start the year was 53 or 52 and a half, I think. I thought they were going to go over it, but I think as of right now, when we record, they're 21 and 22, losing to Utah right now. It's just weird that LeBron, this is LeBron's third year there, correct? Yeah. They've won a title. They didn't make the playoffs, and this year they're struggling to stay in the plan. And it's very, very clear as much as we've talked about this ad nauseum. The Westbrook trade was a massive fail. Just the front office failed with matching coach to personnel this year. But to me, at least in the Western Conference, they have to be the primary candidate. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm you, going Sammy. To, I'm going to agree with both of you. The Lakers, the Lakers were the title favorites heading into this year the other teams that we could list which are the Hawks the Kings Pacers and our beloved Blazers yeah we could all say you know we didn't think they were going to make the championship here this pod every single radio show the media everyone expected the Lakers and I don't think anyone felt that LeBron would take a dip just because it's LeBron. But who? AD and Westbrook. Westbrook looks like a mess. And the Lakers, just from their rotation and personal groupings on the floor, it's just like, I don't see effort. I see bad schemes, like doubling when you don't have to double. I know that James Worthy mentioned that. The other day on in his um, right. his show, so I know John, you could go ahead and go on for days. What what do you think? No, I Don't. I agree with you guys. This is a uh, the non-homer speaking, but I agree with you guys. They're they're, but I'm not gonna talk about them because they are. Every, I think everybody knows that they're the biggest disappointment. And I don't know why. Yeah. I know on I know our listeners can't see this, but on our little outline here, we have the Kings and the Pacers. But why are they on here? They're disappointments every year. Aren't they? <laughs> the Pacers at least make the playoffs every That's year. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, that is, Indiana. That is fair. I, I the, apologize. The Kings, I the Kings, I'll agree okay. with you on. I thought this year was the big leap into the play-in at least, and who knows, maybe they'll get there. Okay, so my pick is the Hawks. And just because of the year that they had last year, yeah, they, that's a close second place. they were yeah. the surprise mm-hmm. team of the year last year where they made the Eastern Conference Finals. And to be, I think they're eight or nine games under 500. They did beat the Bucks today, which was a good win. But they're still seven, seven or so games under 500, and to make that big of a fall year to year is pretty surprising. Without any significant changes to their roster, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. And they're, the biggest thing about the Hawks is that their defense looks terrible. I think they're they're last in the league in deficiency or in their defensive rating. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Hawks. Yeah, and I'll I'll go along with that too. I mean, they they're on a 34 win pace right now. Trey made that comment earlier in the year about how the regular season feels boring, which clearly is the case because they're playing like they are. 
John Collins yeah. is apparently very unhappy and they're they're possibly looking to trade him. They already traded Reddish. There's there's a chemistry issue on that team. It's very apparent. And I, I don't think Collins makes it to the deadline. I think he's the next one out the door. Because he's clearly unhappy. He's made it clear in the public and in, in the press. And like John said, the defense has fallen off a cliff. So at this point, if they make the plan, it's going to be a bit of a surprise. And I thought they were going to be at least a four to five seed. You call yeah. it five at worst. Start the year. Hell no. I agree. But LA Laker fans and Atlanta Hawk fans, don't lose hope because you guys definitely have some trade pieces that you could still make. It is not over. Biggest disappointment player this year so far. Who is it? Anthony Davis. AD. Move yeah. on. <laughs> 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 I think it, I think it might be. Any other takes? Well, let's. He's not talked about as much, but on the subject of the Kings, I know we joke about them. De'Aaron Aaron Fox, Fox has not had a good year. He looked like he was ready to make a little bit of a leap, and he was one of the reasons I thought they might at least challenge for. I call it the bottom end of the playoffs, six, seven, eight seed. Shot hasn't been there. A lot of turnovers. He, he looks like he's regressed, unfortunately. And now he's in trade talks too for the ever. Apparently, they've been chasing Ben Simmons for the last year, so he's always part of that talk, too. So, I'm going to throw his name in the hat. Yeah, i got to go with AD. There's no sugarcoating it. He's playing like complete garbage. And when he's playing. Yeah. Another player I'm going to stick in there is... Uh, Wait. Go ahead. Go ahead, JJ. Can I add, Jun? Sorry. I just said AD half-jokingly. I really meant to say Dame. <laughs> I was just about to go I there. To. I love Dame. Go ahead. Break <laughs> I was it down. just about to go there. Break it down. I mean, before before he got injured, Blazers weren't doing well. This is a man that has been in the NBA for 10 seasons and has made the playoffs eight times. How does he regress this much? His shot wasn't falling. Didn't seem like he was creating very well. He wasn't getting to the line either. He just hasn't figured out these new rules it, it could all be because of his abdominal injury in which he had surgery recently, but it was just sort of weird. It was weird. And I know that he has an excuse now because um, he had surgery. So for our next topic here, we're going to go to decision time. Okay. Buy or sell on these teams or players. Who do you guys think is on this list? The Kings have to be on it. Just a far layoff of what I was saying before. I, I think... Sacramento is a good environment for someone like Ben Simmons. And I know we were talking about Brooklyn for him before. The one thing that I was thinking about that worries me with him there is just how is he going to do under that spotlight? Because if there's one place where the spotlight is even worse than it is in Philly, it might be that team. And how is he going to do? Right. You know who's going to be watching him in Sacramento? People from Sacramento. That's basically it. Bonafide scrub. And so that actually might be a better environment for him. I, I think a Fox for Simmons centerpiece of that, add your pieces as you need, actually serves both teams pretty well. I think Fox would do a lot better getting out of there and Simmons going there, no pressure, just letting himself develop and not having as many eyes watching him might be good for him too. And it gives the Kings at least some sort of centerpiece to build around that is a legitimate top 25 talent, even if he doesn't always play like it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with the Sacramento Kings take. Um, any other takes for this one? Otherwise, I'm going to move us on to our next topic here. All right. This season's impact players. Who do you guys think makes the biggest splash this year in a trade or a move? What do you guys think? 
I have always loved Turner and Sabonis' game. So it would be Absolutely. nice if they go into a team and they could contribute. It's kind of weird with the Pacers. I'll be the first to admit that I had high hopes for them this season. And just like what Sammy said earlier in the pod, you could always expect that team to make a playoff run. And they've had really good matchups in the playoffs. I mean, not uh, just a few years ago, we had Paul George against LeBron, and he actually gave LeBron trouble. And they've been pretty impressive, but it's kind of those weird things where you have these talented players, but it's not translating to wins. So, with Turner being the defensive threat that he is, and Sabonis as a scorer and a great passer, I just don't think they're in the right system. Few coaching problems, which yeah. Luca had with this coach. Yeah, right. I, I agree. And you know, some potential names on this list. You know, you mentioned Turner Sabonis. There's also Lavert, Jeremy Grant, De'Aaron Fox, Simmons, McCollum. Those are basically the names there. And I think, for me at least, the most likely people to make a biggest splash because you could see the potential trades you could see the the room for them to make moves is is turner or sabonis so i'm, I'm gonna agree with jj here what do you guys think i i do think indiana is the most likely team to make a deal to me the biggest splash is if indiana trades sabonis to the right environment i think he absolutely impacts the playoff contender in a big way just because he's he's very pliable and versatile. He can fit in almost any scheme, but see, if San Antonio was a contender, I would automatically say that that would be the best spot for him just because you feel like Pop yeah. is the kind of coach that could get the most out of him. So a team like that where they can really maximize his talent, and I don't think they have any chips to do it, but I would love to see him in a place like Miami. I think he would be amazing there, but I don't know if they have the pieces to do it. So if Sabonis gets traded, I'm going to go with him. I agree with you guys. I think I think both Turner and Sabonis are impact players, and they're on a team, Indiana, who is just mediocre. Hate it. They really haven't been able to showcase their true talent on a contending team, and I think if you put them on one, they will show their value, and they will they could push a team over the top that's already kind of a a contender on the cusp of winning a, a, a championship. Yeah, it seems like we're all thinking the same thing here. We're going to go to our last one for our midseason report. For awards and predictions for MVP, who do you guys think it is? I'll go first. I'm going to stick with Mr. Curry. I know he's had a slump, but if you look at his totals throughout the past few years... He's always had a slow January and February. Then he picks it back up. And I know people are saying his numbers are down. His numbers are down for Stephen Curry. Compared to other players, it's still extremely high. Uh So we always have to give the MVP, I believe, the best player on the best team. And it's always been like that. And we shouldn't ever get, we have to keep it consistent. I feel like with the MVP discussion. I like it. I mean, Curry's probably my number one pick too. John, what you think? I'm going to say 
John Morant, what? assuming that they maintain their level of play. And I, even though I agree with JJ, I think the best player on the best team, the Grizzlies still have a chance to become the best record in the West. They're not far off from that second or first seed. So do I think they'll do it? Probably not, but it's possible. And John Morant is the only star on the Grizzlies. Steph arguably is the only star on the Warriors as well with Clay coming back, but even though he hasn't played in two years, so it, it's close. I would have to say it's between Curry and Morant, but I would give the, the nod to Ja, assuming all things stay status quo. Anything is possible! <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> On a similar vibe, I think I think if the Grizzlies finish top three, I, I think Ja's going to get it. He's going to have the, the narrative... They're going to be a great story, and, and in that regard, I think I think he'll pull it out. All right, for our next one, we're going to go a little rapid fire here. For Rookie of the Year, there's really three people in this race. Mobley, Barnes, and Cade. I'm going with Evan Mobley. John, who you got? I'm going to say Mobley, too. Surprise, surprise. He's uh, He's been balling as a rookie. JJ. Mobley, hands down. Sammy? Uh, I'm going to go with Mobley, but I will also say I think this is going to be a lot closer than expected at the end, and I actually think second place is going to go to Cade. I think Kate's he's going to come on really strong at the end, and it's going to be a lot tighter than people think. I like it. Defensive player of the year. So this is a three-man race here. Draymond Green, Gobert, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. My vote, got to go with Dre, man. I'm going with Dre. Sammy, who you got? I would have gone with Dre if you asked me this last week. I'm a little bit concerned about the injury news that came out. Call it a hunch. I think Giannis is going to get it because voters don't want to give him MVP a third year in a row. Shut up! Interesting. JJ. I'm going to have to go with Day-Day. He guards positions one through five. He could guard the point. He could guard the center. And he runs that offense. I know that doesn't play into the defensive player of the year, but... You could see the drastic change between the Warriors with and without him. And the first time in, I want to say, was it like seven years that they've held opponents with the average below of 100 points, which is extremely rare in today's modern NBA of offensive explosion. So that's my reasoning. Yeah. John, what you think? Even though I agree with what you Row and JJ said about Draymond, I think Sammy's right. And, and missing games, missing two okay. to four weeks or however long he's going to miss, hurts his chances because that's kind of unfortunately how they vote on these things. Yeah! So I'm going to go with Giannis, actually. I agree with Sammy. Go with Giannis Attentacumpo. All right, coach of the year. I'm going with Monty Williams. Sammy, who you got? Oh. If you think that Jaw has a shot at MVP, this is just my theory. If the Grizz finish top three and Jaw gets MVP, I think Taylor Jenkins gets coach of the year and he'll get it in a runaway. It's a good one. So I'm going to go with him and just throwing out there. Seven to one is ridiculous odds right now. So I'm just considering that myself. Anyway. John. Why isn't Frank Vogel on this list? Just kidding. Like <laughs> I didn't get to the bottom of the list. That's why. That's, that's how I cope with my sadness. I make jokes about self-deprecating humor. I'm going to go with... Oh, man. I feel like I got to go with Kerr and with the Warriors because, honestly, 
a lot of people expected them to not be this good. And in fact, they expected them to be really bad. And I know Steph Curry is doing his thing, but the Warriors don't have another superstar because Clay's been hurt. Draymond, arguably, you know, he's an all-star fringe, but he's not a superstar. And to have the team play the kind of defense that they're playing, you have to give credit to the coach. So I'm going to go with Steve Kerr. JJ. I'm going with Taylor Jenkins just because the Grizzlies are performing at a high level. Like they only have one superstar. I'm definitely not going to give it to Billy Donovan. I think he's always <laughs> been overrated. Ooh. If you see his past few teams, he destroyed them. So that that's my pick, Taylor Jenkins. All right. Our last one here. The NBA champion. Who are we predicting here halfway through the season? JJ, who do you have? I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to jinx it and I'm superstitious. You could say what's up though. Lakers. Bay Area. <laughs> you lose. Hey, you know what? I'll go. I'll go. And since I've been a homer on this entire episode, why would I stop now? Lakers, baby. Let's go. 2022 uh, NBA go. champions. There we go. I love it. Sam, all Sammy it. needs to do is say Clippers. This is all Sammy, he needs do it. Sammy say it. Sammy, who's NBA betray your champion team. here? He's going to betray his team. Oh, man. The, Hell no. The champion will come from California. I'll leave it at that. But I'm going to go about, Way to go, go about five hours or six hours north of Los Angeles. And no, I ain't talking about Sacramento. Sorry. <laughs> and, you know, that's actually all we have for tonight's show. I want to thank you guys for being on. JJ, thank you, man. Thank you, everybody. John, thanks for being on. Hey, have a good night. And Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. I always appreciate everyone listening. And you know, before we go, diagnosing the line, Sammy, you've been on fire. Tell us a little about it real quick. Well, we did a special NFL edition this weekend where Jay and I talked about the basics of wagering and uh, we went into my personal favorite pick of the weekend, which was a six-point teaser between Tampa and Kansas City that covered pretty easily. We also had a lean on San Francisco over the Cowboys, which I know you guys were happy about and yes, covered sir. as well. So doing pretty well. We might take a look at the divisional lines and if, if we see something we like, we might put it out there again. Hey, flex, flex to the listeners. How well have you been doing? Just flex. Well, it's so good. I've made I've made four picks officially since joining the podcast, and I have picked four winners. Man. So, just like Lavar Ball, man, never, never lost. I never lost. Nah, I speak <laughs> it into existence. And you know what? I might win enough to afford some big baller brand shoes. Oh, we'll there we go. Well, listeners, remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page. Um, sorry, like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.